Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. So is it Diagon Alley or Diagonally? I, th- I think it's Diagon Alley. Because they say it a couple different ways in the movies. I think it's more of a joke that in the books is like a written joke. Yeah. And right. it doesn't exactly right. translate to a spoken right. joke very well. The single right. greatest thing about Diagon Alley is it breaks a whole shitload of established rules for theme parks. <laughs> Which, you know, I kind of I kind of love. Because, A, the world is hidden. It's hidden so much so that they have to have a universal cast member. What do they call them universal? Is that, are the cast members there too? No. The team members? That's no, that's for Target. I don't even know. What do they call the people at, at the Universal? I don't even know. Employees. 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 <laughs> they have an employee <laughs> who stands outside directing people into Harry Potterland, which I find to be a, an amazing little hack that they had to put in because it is kind of weirdly Wait, hidden. really? If you don't know exactly where it is, it takes a second to find it. The whole area? Yes, because just like Nocturnally in the books. It is accessed from kind of this weird roundabout way um, behind this weird wall. Oh, you mean you mean because the outside just looks like it's London? Yes. And then you like you actually have to like go around a weird street yes. to even get into the real area. Yes, well, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. So in 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 that way, I think I think it's brilliant that they did that. It shows that they have sort of taken this idea and really pushed it. I don't know if it was J.K. Rowling pushing them this way or if they did it themselves. I don't care because it's great. But it is funny they have to hack on top of it. <laughs> Why? Well, I think they shouldn't do that. I think that because Universal is they don't have enough faith in the guests that they will find their way in, that they have to station somebody outside. Well, now, I mean, it may be true that they may not find it, but I would argue almost that that's okay. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not I that think people hard. Would, I, mean, I think people would get frustrated, but then they'd ask someone and it'd be no big deal. Yep. But I, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the idea that it's, it is hidden, that if they don't tell anyone, then guests have to go... Where is this place? It's like, oh, it's actually really weird. You have to go around this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like someone has to explain it to it. And that seems like real life. Yeah. It seems like a better way to get around the problem. I than agree. To station someone outside, a Barker person. Exactly. I don't want that. And I think, I mean, they would just follow the people. I mean, because right. yeah, yeah, when, yeah, sure. when that park opens, it is a stampede to Diagon Alley. Right. Nobody right. stops for anything else, which, uh, which I also think is kind of interesting. What about, what about Jaws? Jaws is gone. Diagon Alley uh, what, occupies the space about, formerly occupied by Jaws. Um, what about... Wait, what else is in that park? Uh, E.T. <laughs> okay, Trans- so anyway... Transformers. So let's back up one second. Back up okay. one second here. Alex, you were at Tokyo Disney Sea. Yes. And then three days later, you yeah. were in Orlando. <laughs> yes. Through a, okay. through a very strange twist of events, the, 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 the Orlando trip had been planned months in advance, and, uh, and Tokyo fell on my lap, and I was just like, well, this is what I'm going to have to do. I had been inside Universal Florida once... Because we wanted to go check out the Men in Black ride. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that was the only t- the only other time I've been there. So I kind of wanted to just walk through it and just sort of experience that park just from a sort of strolling through it perspective. And I wasn't really in a, in a huge hurry to get in there and stuff. And, and it wasn't bad. I mean, the, the crowds were is decent because we were staying on site, which is another, another odd thing about this. This is the first time I stayed at Universal. So we got in the parks an hour early. Which was mm. pretty cool. So we were only contending with other Universal guests, and there weren't that many there. So mm. there were still a lot, but it wasn't like it wasn't terrible. So we just sort of strolled through Universal Studios Florida, and it was it's so different coming from the Disney way, you know. And because Universal Studios is kind of like a weird maze, you know, it's like there's no there's no sort of 
clear path making through it. You know, it just it just sort of veers off here and there, well, and there's no technically, hub. Technically, technically, that park is supposed to be like a studio backlot, right? Uh, yes, yes, the whole thing is supposed to be a backlot. It's supposed right. to be, yeah. Yeah, the streets of America. <laughs> so we were just sort of walking through these sort of bizarrely interconnected areas. And that was kind of the the weirdest thing for me that morning was going from crappy universal placemaking into this unbelievably high-quality themed area. <laughs> you know? And the, the, they did a really good job in London. I will say that. Like, the you know they have like new york and san francisco there and you know however many other and and now springfield <laughs> and then you sort of you you veer off and in london gets pretty good like the the theming of the exteriors is really good and they did a lot of work aging so the buildings especially the um like the king's cross station there the place where you catch the train to go back and forth between the two parks they've aged the letters on the king's cross you know those so there's like rust coming down from each letter that's attached to the building and it's it's really nice and so, so like they, like they definitely seem like they are taking, paying more attention to that stuff. But when you go around that corner, it is like it, it, the whole world changes. And it did was you so. Take the train, by the way. I did. I did. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but it, it, like it's it's so much better than anything else that Universal has ever made by such an order of magnitude that it's it's like it's surprising and shocking and. It totally took me aback. I was like, this is nuts. Like, I can't believe this is this good. Because we saw Hogsmeade, too. And Hogsmeade looked pretty good. It was nice. But it is in no way in the in the, in this even, even the same league as what they did with Diagon. Not even close. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's, well, that's impressive. That's true. That's the, cool. There's, there's stuff everywhere to look at. You know? It's it's themed very similar to um, the New York section of Disney Sea is the closest. Right. With how right. with how much stuff is on the walls. and But, but there's more. Oh, so about the trains, they built a King's Cross station that is in the London part of the area. Yes. And then it goes to straight to Hogwarts on the other part. Yes. How do they deal with the engines in the directions? Uh, well, they, 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 they just it basically goes one way down the track and then it comes back the same way. Once you're in the train, it doesn't matter. Did, which way does it go backwards? Uh, it goes backwards from Islands of Adventure back to... Did you So did you see it in... Islands of Adventure go in reverse? I believe so. That seems really weird. It, it is a little weird. I'm trying to remember. Actually, I'm not sure if I did well, see not, it leave. You only see the train just pulling into the station, right? You don't ever see it just kind of like going down the track. Yes. Is that you correct? You never see it going down the track. The King's Cross station is extremely well done. Um, it feels exactly like a real train station. Even down to the point where they had they have little a vendor that's sort of in the queue selling like british crisps and candies is that a kid from florida doing a terrible british accent no or? no one's trying to do a british they should have but it was no no british accents it was okay just, all right i walked in for a moment and um they executed the platform nine and three nine and three quarters uh illusion very well that's really neat i don't know when i don't want to spoil like how they did it but it's but it's but it's cool you mean do you walk through it yes Okay, kind of. Cool. <laughs> right. Other people see you walking through it. I yeah. assume when you're doing it, you don't see the you, illusion. You see, yes. You see other people walking through it, and then when you walk through it, other people watch you. Yeah. So it's it's clever. It's a it's an interesting way of doing things. Um, so how do we want to walk through this? Um, walking in, you are first taken aback by how amazing this thing looks because like nothing looks plum. It looks like a place that's been there for a thousand years. Uh, it's really well aged and really well done in, from a from a graphic design perspective and a themed environments perspective. 
there's lots of shops and lots of restaurants and snack places. The most interesting thing is you will not find anything to eat or drink that J.K. Rowling does not think exists in the Harry Potter universe. Mm -hmm. So when you're in there, you cannot get a Coke. You cannot get a Starbucks. You cannot get... Uh, can you cannot get candy that's outside of the Wizarding World candy. <laughs> so you find lots of fruits and lots of weird drinks and lots of um, Harry Potter branded things like butterbeer. No, no bottled Dasani. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. But then they had black gyoza dogs, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the black gyoza dog cart. Uh, they they do have a couple really interesting signature drinks beyond butterbeer, which I thought was kind of interesting. Didn't know about. So butterbeer, uh, just. You know, I, I believe Butterbeer is the first, like, sort of signature theme park drink. Is that correct? No. Is that the... What, what was the first one? Who, who... Mint juleps. Oh, beyond mint juleps, though. What do you that, mean? That, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. <laughs> oh, that doesn't count because it wasn't a made-up beverage. It <laughs> totally is a made-up beverage. It is not a real mint julep. I suppose that's true. Okay, so beyond the mint julep, like, is there anything else? Okay, so it's the second... I guess I guess a Dole, Dole Whip floats might might be. Dole, yeah. I'd say Dole Whip is probably. I think Dole Whip a, is a better the case for that. Yeah. But yeah, but the butterbeer thing is the more recent phenomenon and probably a bigger phenomenon yeah. even than Dole Whip floats. So butterbeer is really good. Uh, it's 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 the most of all the signature drinks I've tasted across the theme park universe. I like it the best. It's the most yeah, unique, it's good. and they they really did a good job making. I mean, it's like, and then they have this other thing where you can buy. I don't know if you're familiar with Gilly Water in the books. It's kind of like a magical water potion. Well, you can buy bottles of gilly water, and then you you can add sort of magical reagents to them to flavor the gilly water in different d- kind of levels of disgusting ways. But they but but then they have this whole like sort of very uh, alchemical sort of looking display with all the different ones sort of arranged in there, and you pick which ones you want, and they sort of mix it up for you. Like everything kind of has a show element to it, which I I found really interesting. You never felt like you were in a uh, you know a, a shop that wasn't tended to by wizards and witches. Which were the was did the cast cool. members do a pretty good job, like performance wise? They did, they did. Um, and they, they especially especially inside the Ollivander's wand shop, which was probably the best yeah, acting really I've good. ever seen from a from a th- from a theme park player. You know, yeah, it's real good. Oh my god, the guy who was playing the the the, the wand man was just. Yeah, I don't think that's like the normal casting they do for the person behind the cash register. Yeah, they're like they're doing casting as if it was a show because it is a show. Yep. And the yep. weird part of, that I found about that is that they only let a certain very few amount of people in there at a time. Uh huh. Because they don't want it to be a big thing where there's like you know, 50 people in there yep. and they, they yep. could probably fit 50 people in there, yep. but they don't. Well, they, they solved that problem over at Diagon Alley cause they replicated Ollivanders, but it's got a, oh, they it's have got two. a, it's got a show building that has branched rooms. So, oh, so they have a few. Yeah. So that, so they have three or yeah. three or four shows going at the same time with different, right. different, right. uh, is it, is merchants. it the same? Did they replicate the same room that they have in islands of adventure? I'm not sure, but I think so because, so is this weird? Is this weird to anyone else that they actually have replicated attractions or like in an adjacent park. I thought they because got rid of Alavanders in Iowa, but did, did they, they really? I think it's still over there. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. It was confusing because when they when they said they were going to do this area over in Universal, I was like, but aren't some of those things in Islands Adventure supposed to be there? I mean, I know it's Hogsmeade, mm-hmm. but it was my understanding that Hogsmeade is a lot closer to Hogwarts. It is. It's, yeah. Yes. Right, and it's like, and then there's this place that's like the downtown area is Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. 
So well, Diagonale's in London, and then Hogsmeade is where Hogwarts is. And right. Ollivander's was supposed to be in Diagonale. Yes, but they threw it into Hogsmeade just when they did the first one because they didn't because, know there was a second one. Yep. Yep. Right. Right. And because they wanted to put it there in case they didn't ever make a thing, because even though it didn't fit, they were like, "Well, this is a Harry Potter related thing." Yep. Totally. How did that not bother J.K.? I'm sure it did, but I bet they talked her into it because you know the the, the, the they didn't like like Greg just said they didn't know they're going to make another one. So they were like, hey, we want to do this. You know, is this, can there be, you know, is it, is it feasible that Ollivanders could have opened up another shop? <laughs> it's yeah, a very fundamental like... part of that, of that universe, I think, to sort yeah. of get your wand and, and also as a huge moneymaker, probably to sell the wands. Oh, for sure. And so I think, I don't think it gave anybody too much heartburn, probably. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think overall, this just, it, it makes me a little frustrated that, they didn't just start from scratch with like redoing an entire park or something, mm -hmm. because if they had done this properly, you would have entered a park in London. Yep. You would have gone down like this weird, crazy path and ended up in Diagon Alley. Yep. And you would have bought your wand and, you know, done all like you just you would have played out Harry's story. Mm -hmm. And then you make your of way to walking Hogwarts. through the park. You make your way to Hogwarts. Yep. I mean, they, they should have done it like this. And, like, in hindsight, it looks really dumb to me that, like, they built these two things because they want population to increase in one of the parks and because the other one's killing it and the other one's not so much. Yeah. So they build this other area, but it's like, God, in hindsight, it seems so dumb. I agree Well, with they'll you. probably do it right in either Hollywood or Tokyo. Right, although where they're, they're building build Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade first in Hollywood, too. God, they are, although who knows if they're actually going to build an Ollivander's or if they're going to put mm -hmm. it in an area where it will easily fit into uh, Diagon Alley yeah. there when they do that or whatever. I imagine they've learned many lessons from this, you know, because I think the, you know, Hogsmeade expansion was really the first time that I think that 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 marks the first point of Universal starting to take themselves as a Disney competitor a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm. And they and, they, and there's, there's a bunch of things over there that don't work in a theme park setting, in my opinion. Like, I think that she put her foot down on a lot of things, and it's, like, it's weird. You know, like, the shops over there especially are all tiny and super cramped, you know? Right. And it's like, you walk in, it's like, this feels awful in here because it's full of people and me, and I don't want to even shop in here, and this sucks, so I'm going to bolt for the door, and I did. And, and over at Diagon, the shops are much bigger, and they hold a lot more people, and I think they were like, look, this does not work in a theme park setting. We have to fix this. I'm sorry it's going to be a little bit bigger than your, than your vision, <laughs> but it's, it makes for a better guest experience, and I think that they, 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 they're starting to understand how, how to make these things work within her mm -hmm. little box. So let's talk about the attractions for a minute. Okay. Uh, like Gringotts. Gringotts is fantastic. Um, Gringotts, you know, it's funny because, you know, Disney has sort of moved away from the, the what, I'll, what I'll call the indie queue, you know? Indie queue, indie, indie's queue sort of represents the, the, the best I think they've ever done in, a, in sort of telling a story, the pre-story of the attraction while you're in the queue. You know, it's got lots of interactive elements. It's really rich. It's really interesting. And FastPass kind of broke that. Because you know, like a lot of people aren't don't aren't interested in waiting in queues anymore. But Gringotts actually brings it back. Like Gringotts, almost the entire queue once you get inside the bank is like the indie queue. It's not as interactive, but it's filled with wonders and filled with interesting things to look at. Nothing in there is is sort of like ham handed. You know, they they spared no expense. It's got it's full animatronics of all the goblins. Uh, they 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 like 
look at you in interesting ways. They like they feel totally alive, which is the first time I think I've been close to a I've been very close to an to an animatronic, which is kind of interesting because you're only a few feet away from them. And they they like, you know, do their little goblin things and then they they sort of look at you and regard you and go back to their work and it's kind of creepy in a way. Um and there's all sorts of really interesting show elements like all through the queue like that sort of tell the story of what you're doing as you wind down into the bowels of Gringotts. What's the story of you getting in there? It, it's it's one of those sort of you're coming along for the ride uh, with Harry on a thing. And you're going down into the bank to get a thing. <laughs> and there's also a dragon. It's not the, the, the story is not really that interesting. The story, the actual story of the ride. Because the story of the Hogwarts ride was that like, hey, we don't really let humans in here, but we're like doing a tour yeah, thing. They, they, they sort of play the story out as you as you walk through the queue with some pretty inventive techniques. Like they have the Harry Potter pictures and newspapers all over the place on tables with the animated pictures, which is really cool and a Mm -hmm. really, really nice effect, especially when they're laying on a table. It was Mm -hmm. just, I was just like, damn, that's great. And then they've got a sort you sort of wind through the office area, which is pretty cool. And there's these, you know, smoked glass um, offices off to the right. And there's characters inside doing different things. And so you see, you see Harry, Hermione, and Ron. And then you see uh, Beatrix Lestrange. And you see like a lot of the, the evil characters sort of chasing them. And it's just a really nice way of sort of entertaining you while you wait. And then you go way down into the bowels of the bank. And it, gets, it turns very cave-like and gets damp and dank and cold. <laughs> um, and so they, they really set you up for the, for the experience in a really interesting way. How long was your wait? About 30 minutes. Which oh, was, that's which was, nothing. Which is actually good because it allowed us to actually enjoy the queue. We were, we were, we were actually both worried that we were going to get there too early and we're going to sure. rush right through the queue. And not enjoy it. And I didn't want to do oh, that. I would have walked slow. Yeah, and we did. We let a lot of people walk by us, too, because we were looking at them. The newspapers especially really fascinated us because they, they just looked, um, they looked amazing. Did you go to the other ride before? No, we went to, we went to Diagon first. So this is... No, the, I mean, yeah. Okay, but you hadn't ever ridden the Hogwarts ride. No. I had n- okay. never seen any of the Wizarding World before this. And and so you did that as well. So you saw the paintings, which are very yes, similar, yes. right? Yeah. I was okay. I was yeah, I was actually equally as impressed with Forbidden Journey's queue. I thought it was really good. Forbidden Journey queue is amazing. It is. Forbidden Journey's queue is better than Forbidden Journey. <laughs> yeah, I agree it with was that. Really, 100%. It was really really good. See, I said that, and I think Greg disagreed with me. I, no, no, I really... no, I definitely didn't disagree with you. I think it's way better than the ride. Hmm. Who was I saying mean, that the ride wasn't so bad? I actually, Maybe that was I, I actually enjoyed the ride. Oh, um, I think the ride screw- is good. All right, I just think the queue was much of. better. Screw you both. Yeah. <laughs> that ride blows. All right, keep, keep going. What were you saying there? Okay. Um, and then, okay, so Gringotts is a better ride. Uh, at, at first, I think I was a little bit wowed, more wowed by Forbidden Journey just because it was so novel. You know, because Gringotts, Gringotts feels like a lot of rides. It's, it's a lot is of it, rides put is together. It, is it Spider-Man? Uh, no, <laughs> it is not. Okay, Transfor- okay Transformers is. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, uh, but Gringotts, Gringotts has enough sort of new thing. Gringotts probably feels the most like Ratatouille, actually. If you had to compare, uh, you know, uh, to a Disney ride, it's probably the most like, it's probably a more thrilling version of Ratatouille. Because Ratatouille has sort of the same sort of, you know, you go through this show building and there's giant curved screens here and there that like tell the story. So it's kind of like that. But the ride system itself is really neat. It's almost like it's it's like imagine a roller coaster that you can kind of 
puppeteer <laughs> almost. Like you can really give the it's a really fast roller coastery ride, but the ride can sort of pivot and move in ways that I've never experienced before. It's 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 probably the most inventive ride system I've been on since maybe the first time I wrote Indy. Like it's 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 that it's that different because it 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 shocks you in ways that I I was not prepared for. Uh, the ride itself, it, it, the story of the ride itself is nothing that's very memorable. It's you're riding through, you're going through Diagon, or you're going through Gringotts. There's a dragon that busts in. You have to like save Harry and Ron from you know something. <laughs> it's, is it the same dragon that's on the top of the building? It is the same dragon that's on the top of the building. Why did they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Tie 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 in. Is it? Does it even move? It does not. It does not move. Uh, my, I just my my only theory on why it doesn't move, I because I, I think they would have paid for it to move because they paid for everything else on that thing. The only thing that I can think of is it's out in the elements and they didn't want it to break. Okay, so here's the trick that you should that they should do when you have a dragon that doesn't move. It's what Disney did mostly in the Paris for the Paris dragon in the castle is that you have it sleeping. Oh yeah, and then you right. just make it kind of snore and kind of right. rustle around a little bit, right. and so it right. costs nothing basically to make it do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then it looks like it's alive. It yeah. doesn't look like it's this weird static dragon. Right. It looks like a statue of like that somebody made to be a realistic looking dragon. Yep. Instead of like a dragon that's like made out of bronze that's supposed to be on top of right. it. Right. It looked. Yeah. It just seems like it's wrong. Yeah, I had the same. I had the same feeling. The crazy thing is. The guests love it. When hmm. that thing bl- breathes fire, everybody stops and goes crazy. It's God, that seems so weird. Why is. does it breathe fire so stationary? I don't know, but it's Ugh. but it's nuts to watch people experience it because they really do get excited about it. It's just that just sounds like whenever I'm riding <coughs> Soren, whenever I ride Soren, there's inevitably the person like next to me that like goes, oh, "It smells like oranges." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, f- ah." <laughs> hate it so much. Louis, it, it, it does nuts. smell like oranges. I mean, I I understand that. Oh, it's also, it's, it, it smells pretty good. Pine, okay, pine so yeah, uh, Alex with Gringotts, is it? Are you mostly watching a movie or your movies? Or are you most? Are you seeing dimensional stuff, or is it half and half? No dimensional stuff. Okay, it's um, all unlike, all movies. Unlike Forbidden Journey, it's all screen. Okay, so there's okay. no animatronics. Mm-mm. There's no nope, nope. like. Is there any architecture inside there? Yes, uh, cave cavey architecture. So you're, okay. you're you're so it's got some show scenes like that you you go through, but mostly you, it integrates uh, large bowed IMAX ish screens around you. Okay, and the thrills are pretty good. It is not a it is not a hugely thrilling attraction. It's not like I would even put it on kind of par with the Seven Doors Mine Train for for actual thrills. Like it doesn't move really fast, and it doesn't do a lot of really it does. It in no way makes you feel motion sick like a lot of the other motion simulators do. Um, so it's it's a it's kind of a gentle ride, actually. See, I was talking about a similar thing with Alexa just the other day. We were talking about how there are rides like Big Thunder Mountain, for example, that you're in an area and it is thrilling, but it's not like it's all about the thrills. Mm-hmm. You're you're going through like scenes, and it's not like everyone there is understanding those scenes, but they're certainly excited about it. We were talking about it as it's a, I was saying it's a calculated fun as opposed to like just a like a natural thrilling fun. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, you know, something that you have because you're very excited about you moving, you know, like, you dropping down a huge hill makes you feel good. Yeah. But, but you know, you passing through scenes and everything makes you excited because you see things. Yeah. And so we were just talking that, like, Cars, you know, the Radiator Springs Racers mm-hmm. also took this approach, you know, by having you kind of zip around in a vehicle, which is not a normal, quote, dark ride vehicle Mm -hmm. but it functions as a dark ride while still being thrilling and i i I think that this and what you're describing and like big thunder kind of fall in these categories where it's not so much that it's just a very thrilling roller coaster or anything it's just also that it's just a novel ride vehicle yep yep and the ride vehicle really is the star of the show in this particular one it does a lot of interesting things that i don't want to spoil um that it, that it, that i really enjoyed um and like surprisingly so because i was expecting it to be like the mummy um right and it is right, not right. it is nothing like the mummy that <laughs> okay. ride sucks yeah i don't like the mummy either uh the, the mummy you know what's funny is the mummy and um uh rock and roller coaster are very similar to me and i don't love yeah. either of them they, they did both you go on the, the orlando mummy uh-huh Yep. I thought that one was I thought that one's a little better than the Hollywood one. I don't think I've been on the Hollywood one. Oh, okay. The Hollywood one is exactly like the rock and roller coaster. Yeah. It's just there's black light billboards. Yeah, I just everywhere. don't I, I just don't find that that interesting, you know. So I, Tell do me a they story. have another do they have another ride beside the Green Gods? Nope. That's the only thing Diagon Alley really is its own attraction, and I think it's it's kind of supposed to be. It's it's actually meant to be. Do they have any shows? Yes, there's a show that I just caught the tail end of, which I'm sad about because it was a puppet show. (laughs) But they have this really interesting Potter Puppet Pals. It is not Potter Puppet Pals. God, that would have been amazing. It would have been great had they done that. But no, it's uh, it's the Tales of the Beetlebard, um, all sort of played out with these three sort of wizard players who are puppeteers and they have some really really interesting uh rod puppets and just it's just a cool show is it popular Mm -hmm. yep yep and it takes place in the sort of carpet market area there's 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 basically three main areas of diagonal there's carpet market which is lots lots of shops and kind of a big open uh open plaza and then there's diagon alley itself as you walk in which sort of ends at gringotts and then there's nocturne alley off to the left um, as well as the Leaky Cauldron restaurant, which is almost identical to the Three Broomsticks over in Hogsmeade, except it has different food. It's more, it's more British, and which which I also found really interesting in that they had the kind of the guts to like, you know what, we're gonna have a British restaurant full of weird British food. Enjoy, and it's it's. But that's they good. didn't hire British cast members. <laughs> they didn't hire British cast members, but it's but it's they like could have totally Epcotted this. Yes, yeah, they could have. I I agree. But the, you know, there's no reason they couldn't have done that. But you know, the cast members that do work in there, I I felt like they really seemed to have a lot of pride in the land, which was nice. Like they felt different than the other uh, Universal cast members that I ran across. Yeah, mm-hmm. I find this. I find this whenever you're at like a Disney park too. Like the people that are working certain attractions are definitely more excited <laughs> than other ones. The lucky one, the lucky few. <laughs> well, but it's not even. I wouldn't even say that like Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain or. Like, you know, those people are necessarily any more excited or happy than other ones. Like, it would seem like those people are the people that get to work the cool attractions. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, like, I've never met a Space Mountain cast member where I've actually had, had a conversation with because they don't want to talk to yeah, you right. at all. And, but they're, because it seems like they're running like an operation. They're very serious about it. And you can't really chat with any cast members that are in the, 
Fantasyland dark rides because they're just like car after mm-hmm. car too. They're not, but, they're not savoring the experience like the right, haunted mansion right. ones are. Right, yeah. yeah. Them, you, yeah, like, you could chat a little bit about because they're just like walking backwards for a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, another really cool aspect is that the merchandise was by and large very high quality and very well designed. Um, I didn't see, you know, you know how we talk about that sort of tier of Disney stuff where it's just like a lot of characters on the shirt, you know? Yeah, or a Disneyland app uh, shirt. Uh, yeah, like a shirt with a bunch of aftals on it. Nothing like that. Um, there was a lot of really nice stuff. Like like Quidditch jerseys that look like real Quidditch jerseys yeah. and don't and don't say Harry Potter Diagon Alley Wizarding World of Harry Potter all over them right they, right. 2014 they, yeah, they, uh, exactly there was none unfortunately of, they still for whatever reason on all of this merchandise do have some weird copyright Warner Brothers thing all over yeah they it, do which annoys the crap out of me like right below the Harry Potter logo they have to put it it's not like out of sight out of mind it's like right in the middle yeah. of the thing to do yep yep. But the, you know, it was it was really refreshing to see that too, and the fact that they had all the stuff in the stores that they were supposed to be in. You know, there's a Quidditch shop, and there's a, you know, there's they had the the sort of uh, I think it's Borg and Burks, the the evil wizard shop down in Nocturne Alley was filled with all sorts of like crazy dark mark, you know, the Death Eater masks and the dark mark jewelry and just all kinds of interesting things. So are they selling Harry Potter DVDs there? No. Okay, not so I, Disney could never do that. Not that I saw. Not sell, not sell the DVD for the movie there. Yeah, not that I saw anyway. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for DVDs, so I could have. No, I think, I think I could have right. missed over it, but um, but I didn't, I didn't really notice any. I just, can we actually just briefly mention that because now that you said that, Greg, I wonder, are they putting out new releases or are those all like weird directive? Like, is Maleficent in the theme parks now? Probably. I would say it probably um, is. I'm but sure. Well, certainly it is. Frozen. I'm sure you certainly could buy Frozen there still in the theme parks. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and so that was neat. And there's like a whole uh, store for getting your school clothes. And so they have all the house stuff in there. So you get all your, you know, you can like 85% of the people buy Slytherin and Gryffindor stuff. And then like the other 15% buy <laughs> some variant of Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. People who are Harry Potter nerds like are really into it, which was fun to see. Um, they have a new interactive wand, which I thought was kind of interesting. And there's these, these glyphs all over the, all over Diagon Alley and now all over Hogsmeade where you can do wand gestures to make interactive elements happen. Mm-hmm. Which was fun. So they can make like there was uh, one outside of a this this shop that had like an umbrella outside, and you could do a, a little gesture, and the umbrella would rain on people. And um, you can make sort of uh, things in the show windows happen, and that was cool. really fun. And I think that Disney's probably very very into sort of taking that idea and turning it into the the force. For the Star Wars land. They're doing that a little bit with, like, you know, what are the games? They had the card game. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, similar, some similar yep, ideas. Yep, similar to that. But um, but that was really fun. The thing that I found really interesting about that was a lot of the guests had a lot of trouble with it. Uh, mm. It didn't seem like it was a no-brainer to make the, the gestures because it comes with this really nice map, which is actually extremely nice. Uh, and it shows you where all the all, all the interactive spots are and what mm-hmm. spells to do, but the it's it's kind of finicky on how on how to get things to work. And there were a lot of cast members there helping guests get it right. Right, so that was kind of interesting. So without uh, without spoiling too much, tell me about the train ride a little bit. The train ride is kind of what I've always wanted in a ride. You've heard me talk about that I want a motion simulator that actually moves. And, right. it, and it does that. 
Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a very high quality screen outside the window that shows show elements as you as you as you go on your way from London to Hogs to Hogsworth. Is it convincing at all? It is pretty convincing. Yeah. Uh, it also still kind of has that that motion simulator problem that makes you a little sick depending on where you're sitting in the in the car. Mm-hmm. They they hold eight people, and you're almost always with a bunch of strangers that are sitting right next to you, which mm-hmm. is a little weird. Um, and then out in the hallway, there's there's show elements too. So and that was actually I liked that better than what was happening outside the window. I thought that what was happening inside the in? car, you're not strapped in. But what was happening inside the train, I thought was really cool because mm-hmm. they do all kinds of awesome things with shadows against the glass and right. making the glass do different things was really hmm. neat. Like there's a, a a minor spoiler is is the a dementor comes in the train and the glass frosts, for instance. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. And I'm not yeah. sure if they're doing it with projection or how they're how they're accomplishing it, but it's really nice. Cool. Um, so that was cool. And the, the ride system of the train I also thought was really interesting. Uh, it's all pulled by this this massive cable system. So mm-hmm. the, the 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 engine doesn't actually pull the train. It's all sort of self contained in the, okay. in the wah, tracks. Wah. But it's really cool. It's cool to look at. Not a real train. Not a real train. Sorry. That would never happen at Disney. No, that's true. That is. It would never happen in Tokyo for sure. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. There's no way that Disney would not do a real train. You're right. You're totally right. But it was fun. And and the How show long is that ride. It's about five minutes long. Okay. Maybe a little longer. Maybe five yeah. five to seven minutes. And it's a different show both ways, which is cool. So okay, they cool, tell yeah. you the the going back to London, you get a you get a you get a you get a Hogsworth to London uh, story, which is pretty neat. Um, it the the only downside that I the only ding I can give it is it kind of recycles movie memes a little bit too much, and I wish it was a little bit more of a you are a wizard who is embarking on your first trip to Hogsworth, and you're not going to see anything you saw in the movies. You're going to see your own personal story. You right. know, I because w- they 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 rely on you know on on Fred and George and their dad's car and all that stuff that you know they're not at school anymore they all graduated you know it's like so they 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 fall back on things a little bit too much and I understand mm-hmm. why they did that but I would like to see a little bit more unique story that I could like sort of see myself in right uh, the the cars themselves are really cool the interiors are really nice they 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 knocked everything out in there it's perfect looks just cool. like a just like a real old weird British train awesome. Nocturne Alley is really cool. They uh, similarly to Diagon Alley itself, it's kind of hard to find. Uh, there's only one sign for it, and it's really subtle and weird. And it, once you go in there, it's always night, which I thought was interesting because it's all indoors. So whenever you're in Nocturne, it's always nighttime, and it's dark as hell in there. Which you know, it's it's kind of funny because if you know, there's a lot of those things where you feel like. If it was in a Disney park, Disney's lawyers would have like put the kibosh on a lot of things, but it's dark as hell in there, <laughs> and it's hard to find your way around. But it feels, you know, legitimately spooky, and there's a lot of really cool interactive show elements with the wands in there, and then that big stores in there. But there's not much else, so it's mostly a place just to sort of look at sort of this the the, the dark side of the Wizarding World. Let's talk for uh, one second about the one thing that we have all done, because, Louie, I'm curious about why you dislike the um, Forbidden Journey attraction so much. Oh, well, I mm-hmm. to me, that has a really, really disinteresting ride vehicle. And I don't even, what is it supposed to be? It's a moving couch. 
<laughs> I know, but it's a what magical is it supposed couch. Supposed to be. It's supposed to be a magical couch. Paul, you're in a metal thing. It's not. Lo- it doesn't look like a couch. It kind of looks like a couch. Get out of here. <laughs> it looks like a bench that you'd sit in when you're getting ready to get scolded by your headmaster. Yeah, I just. It's not right. <laughs> there's there's something about that that doesn't feel right to me. I I I don't I don't know how to put it, but. I just walked through Hogwarts, which is incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I was in like a couch <laughs> and just was forced to look at these very specific scenes where it zooms in and goes, hey, look at this. All right, let's move on. What about this now? And I'm just like, I would have like super preferred a slow boat ride. You know, uh-huh. that was just like, like the original movie, you're you're in a little boat approaching Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. And I I would have preferred, uh, I guess, a more gentle ride for that facade mm-hmm. that they gave me. Yeah, I agree. Now, yeah, the one thing that Universal never does or never seems to do that I would like them to do, I'd like one of those attractions instead of being, a th- they're all thrill rides. I want them to do a version of, say, the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Right, like something that is a little slower paced, a little more intense. Yeah. Um, but instead, everything is like go 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 go. Yeah. And yeah. I I feel like the big de- the big push for Forbidden Journey, which I mostly like. I like the dimensional parts of the ride. Yeah. The parts where it's a movie, I kind of zone out. I just didn't find yeah. it very convincing or interesting. Those parts but, made me sick too. Yeah, but I feel like it all came backwards from we have to let the guests play Quidditch. <laughs> like that was sure. I feel like that was something like somebody decided we have to do this and right. so they came up with a ride mechanism that supports that mm-hmm. and then the rest of the ride kind of fell out after it uh, well but. I I think that the issue is things like Indiana Jones and Harry Potter and I mean the movies are action adventure films uh-huh. and Indiana Jones the ride comes off as being action and adventure yep. but Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey is just action. Yeah. There is no adventure part of that. Yeah, it never, whole it never ride. slows down. There's yeah. never yeah. a moment for me to go, wow, yeah. look at this crazy stuff. The entire time I'm forced to watch this scene and I'm being strung about mm-hmm. like haphazardly. Yeah. And I just, I feel like Harry Potter the ride is a really poor representation of the films. Mm. And I don't think it is a good ride for all ages. Oh, I, I agree with you there. It's, and I think that is a huge yeah, mistake. It is, it is really intense. It, was, it, was, it shocked me how intense that ride is. It's probably the most intense ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> I, think, I thought it was like more, more than the Hulk, maybe. It was like, it's really, really intense in it's spots. It's rough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I just realized that Universal has has a, a ride trope that they use in over and over and over, which is kind of like, hey, guys, follow me, you know? And so many of their rides follow, like Spider-Man does this, and the Transformers mm-hmm. does this, Harry Potter yeah. and the Forbidden Journey does this, Escape from Gringotts does this. Hey, guys, yeah. follow me, you know? And it's just like, and you yeah. follow them through this thing, and that's the ride. That's actually a super good point. I mean, when I look at when I look at some Disney attractions, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like I'm the one You're going the one on going, the journey. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the case with Pirates, yep. 
Haunted Mansion. Indiana Jones is even like yeah. this. Indiana Jones is in the temple. You're not following no. him. You're going to rescue him. Yeah, you him. see him at, at, and, at some point. Right, at some point. And it's like, I, I feel like that's a really, really wonderful thing because I think I mentioned this in an early, early podcast that we had, which was Disney sees rides, I believe, as if your eyes are the lens of a camera. Yeah. You are like what's focusing in on certain show elements. You are on you are filming the movie with your eyes. Yep. But it seems that at Universal they're showing me a movie. Yeah. yeah. And well, it's a very different thing. Their uh their slogan for a long time was ride the movies. Yeah. Right. Sure. And that's kind of what they do. Yep. Right. Yeah, so I, I basically agree with you, Louie. I mean, I think it's a better ride than I think what you think it you think, but I, I do have the same problems with it. I wish it were a little not as much of a thrill ride. Yeah, I found it really, really inventive, very unique. I've never felt anything quite like it. You know, it's yeah. It, it reminded me of kind of, kind of uh, Soren mixed with a little bit of Indiana Jones mixed with a, like a bunch of like stuff. you. You spent your entire budget on the awesome queue. And then you spent the other half of your budget on the ride, and that all was spent on the ride mechanism, and none of it on the actual experience. And it drives me nuts. I hated it. It's the worst. I think it's a cool ride system. I agree. I, I, I liked it a lot. I think they did too much with it. Get out. You guys can go to hell. <laughs> I, I just felt like they were showing off a little too much. Like I, I think that if, that if that ride had like an interlude in the middle that was much slower, it would have been fantastic. You know, yeah. I needed to rest in the middle of that because I got sick fast, you know? Or it's like, yeah, start start slow. Like, the first 60% of the ride should be, like, kind of like, you know, it should feel like an Omnimover. Yeah. And then it should take off at the end. Which is funny because it starts like an Omnimover. It has a very similar Fine. loading be, system to an Omnimover. Be the Cars ride. Yeah. 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 yeah, the Cars ride is an excellent example of how all attractions now afford should be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can be both a thrill ride and a gentle ride at the same time, and thereby it being perfect for all ages. Mm -hmm. It is a model attraction. Yep. It is fantastic. Number one, A+++, plus plus would ride again. Every single motion simulator I've ever been on, including Spider-Man and Transformers, makes me a little motion sick except for Soren. And it's the it's the perfect motion simulator. It moves so not much. That's that's at the all. secret. <laughs> no, it's sort of like being in an office chair and having someone kind of jostle you slightly from the back <laughs> and just and gently blow in your right. ear, <laughs> hold an orange near your head. That's super creepy. <laughs>